Indian Warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Car Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can Some brands choose to buy recognition. NGK would rather work for a living. Time after time, track after track, season after season, the engines that continually propel NHRA teams to victory often rely on NGK spark plugs. From factory stock cars to the top fuel class, we put our name on the line. And when we finish first, which happens a lot, we go back to work. Why? Because sometimes recognition can come with a price, but actions always speak louder than words. We earn it. We own it. That's what matters to us. NGK Spark Plugs, since 1936. What's up, West Coast Cam? Not much. It's gloomy, Cameron, today, or cloudy, Cameron, is my name today because it's raining outside. So I'm going to go with cloudy, Cameron, because that would be what my weather name would be if I was on the news. Well, you know what? I'm really happy that you finally get some weather out there that you can BCG about because it's 63 degrees here in the Midwest and lovely for a March, early March weather day but that being said before i let you get anything out of your mouth this week's episode (laughs) of racers and rental cars we are going to have another pr guru in the house from the dirt track world but also has a little bit of drag racing that she is hoping to dive in and pick up some drag racing clients so it might be a business call so y'all make sure to get your hate mail at racers and rental cars.com uh quotes comments and send those in and we will get you hooked up I'm with our sure guests we'll later on we'll convert her by the end of the I'll be at the end of the episode Sorry. well we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes so cameron as it's early march and just like you we're recording a podcast instead of being at the racetrack in florida testing pro teams Mm -hmm. down at west palm beach pro stock pro mod at the world door slammer nationals down there in orlando i know got some teams over get a head start on me is that what you're doing yeah yeah i'm just is that that west coast niceness that you're trying to pull out over there yeah yeah you see i i i just i had a good off season so i just wanted to extend it a little bit longer and um, let them get a little bit of a head start on on everything and you know the points chase and things like that so i for sure won't win the championship it's kind of what i was looking for so well if you're gonna say i may or may not end up in vegas i don't know rumor just just set your goals low and then you always achieve them hey hey aim low shoot high just saying that's kind of like what I went for for my senior prom date. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm really excited. I mean, look, it's it's springtime. It's not springtime, right? I know the calendar doesn't turn spring till like the 20th of March. But here in southern Indiana, where it has been brutally cold, 
it snowed like a lot of snow like even for evansville a lot of snow right and dude it's 60 today the sun is out and i'm sitting here in my shop i have no race engine i have no race car i have no race trailer i have truck and is that why everybody's going racing like crazy because you don't know what all over the place. I just don't I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm the worst Ricky Bobby impersonator ever. I have no idea. But, dude, these guys are out here on the road. NASCAR has been kicking it. We've got all these first time winners at the social media aspect for these guys that are finishing in the top 10 and sucking up all these playoff uh, spots for the chase. I'm, dude, I'm loving Twitter. I was thinking about you last night. When Marcus is making the posts about wrapping Camping World trucks. I saw that. I saw that, too. And Alex Laughlin already beat me to the punch. So Yep. Already got one out there. Yeah. Now, but, so. but I, you know, for but me, I, I can't do that. The trucks. I thought that was only for the truck series. Dude, did you not see his post? He said, hey, NHRA drivers, don't worry. I'm coming at you next. Dude. I mean... Well, in that case, I'm, Brian, I'm Brian's going to get a phone call and there's going to be a rendering in his inbox just, he's going to have to be working on. Well, I mean, so if you think about it, right, I'm really – and we've talked about Marcus being involved in NHRA and bringing his aggressive marketing style from Camping World and the Profit and everything that he's involved in. Now Barstool Sports with all the – raising the money for the local restaurants. I mean, he is a significant activist in the social media world. Right. You don't you very, very rarely see him make a comment on Facebook or Instagram. But, dude, I'm telling you right now, you get about five, six o'clock in the evening and Marcus's fingers are going to work. He is on Twitter and blowing it up. Well, I think I've said this before about him. What what's smart in, his, in the way he does things. It's like even the truck stuff or. Or the drag racing thing, oh, don't forget about the NHRA guys or whatever. Like, prime example, look at all these dudes that have these renderings out looking at these cars, and they've just already, he's already hit all of their following without even spending a dollar. Absolutely. So, Everybody's throwing be, artwork yeah. out there. Yeah. And, I mean, you throw enough on the wall. I mean, yeah, he'll sponsor a couple people. I mean, yeah, that'd be great if it was me or whoever, but um, he already hit all their their demographics and in their feeds and all that without even doing a damn thing or spending a damn dollar. So if he spends 15, 20 grand on each car, that would be awesome. Stimulate the economy for a few races. I like it. Dude. I love the bonus. I just hope it goes to the people that actually need it. Oh, it did. It did. Uh, I think he got Jordan Anderson, um, Sheldon Creed, and I, I think he did four or five from what I saw, but it, it, which is awesome. But I think the biggest thing that I enjoyed about his strategy was, okay, guys, I'm going to wrap your truck for 15. If you finish top 10, it's 25. If you finish top five, it's like 35. And if you, if win, you win, it's 50. I'm like, how? I, I mean, so now let's break this down before we get started on anything else. We look at the NHRA side, right? So if you take what Camping World, what he's saying, Marcus is saying, okay, guys, I'm going to do one event, a, a NASCAR Truck Series event, okay? Not horrible metrics. I mean, demographic numbers and metrics for Camping World is what I consider 
like a level playing field for us in NHRA. I know NHRA doesn't want to hear that, but I mean, the numbers are, are relatively close. Camping World and Xfinity is really our wheelhouse when it comes to numbers. Just think about what a team would do, how the impact would be at $50,000 on the NHRA side. We're talking way more than one race. I mean, for a guy like me, absolutely. I mean, a lot of those teams, they want 50 to 100 per race. Um, but I think those numbers are rather inflated these days. So I'm willing to bet you could probably get a couple for 50. Dude, if it wasn't for the fact that there's an RV dealership in my business umbrella, dude, for 50 grand, I'd build a RV cardboard box mannequin and wear that at the racetrack for him. I mean, whatever. You mean walk around in a trailer with my arms out or something? I, I'd be, dude. I'd be look. What's that? Tra- what's that cartoon? Tommy the Choo Choo Train, or what? What's the, what's the little red train that the kids they all or blue train? It's blue, cartoon deal, dude. You're the only one on here with kids. Help me out. Thomas, Thomas, your- Thomas the Train. Hey, yeah, look at that. Natalie yep. jumps in. Bring what's going on? She, that bring- she on the call, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We don't even have to call her. She's that big in the PR world that she can just like she had like the ESPN in her brain, and she just decided to boom. ESPN, ESP. That's what Jeez. I always call it. I always call it the ESPN because everybody's always like, "What?" Yeah. Like and ESPN again. Jokes. Okay, so again, um, Cheetos College in California. You need to check this guy's credentials. Uh, just saying. <laughs> hey, it came up in my social media feed again this week, just to let you know. But nonetheless, Natalie. We're going to fire our production team because they forgot to put you on mute. But nonetheless, come on into the show. Welcome to Racers and Rental Cars Podcast. And your uh, assist is you're going to get for Thomas the Train because that's what we got going on uh, as we're going to try to rope Marcus over here and start wrapping race cars for the Racers and Rental Cars team. We're going to see if we can pull that off. That's it. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Yes, thank you guys for having me on. I have nieces and nephews, so I do know who Thomas the Train is. So that's where I'm guilty of it. But I, I couldn't just sit there and hear that. And I was like, no, I got to tell them who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll fire my, myself. My has been super, super into planes lately. So that's all he wants to watch is planes. So not so much Thomas the Train. So, But I did know who you're talking planes, about. Planes? Like a Cars Planes movie? Yes, it's literally okay. it's literally Cars, but with planes. Yep, so I think he, I yeah, now he sits in the bath and says, Dada, Dada, Mayday, Mayday, he's going down. And then throws his plane into the into the bathtub. Oh, that's so cute. Pretty funny. Anyways, so welcome <laughs> to the show. How are things? Good. Tell us, really good. Tell us a little about yourself. So, um, and, and, and I'm going to correct you. It's Sather, by the way. <laughs> okay. Is it Sather? Before, it, but... before we start, I have to tell you that Don is so fucking bad at pronouncing names <laughs> yeah he can't get one right he calls he calls ken roxon and supercross like ken rags and rags oh, or something and, and he called uh, i said rocks on right yeah rocks on yeah like wax on rocks on yeah. yeah and what who else were oh ralph shaheen can't get he calls him ralph sheehan all the time oh ralph is a good friend of mine he's a great guy oh he's a he's awesome he was on the show we love ralph but yeah Don can't pronounce his name. <laughs> so you're you're in great company. I've been called worse. But yeah. okay. <laughs> you are in great company. With uh, all right, all right, okay, hold names. on, hold on, hold on. Let's get the train back on the track. Thomas, <laughs> listen, Thomas. 
So you say your last name how? Sather. Okay. So <laughs> for, all, for all of my Southern friends out there, her last name is spelled S-A-T-H-A-E-R, correct? No, 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 no. S-A-T-H-E-R. So it's like father, but with an S instead of an F. Don, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you in on a little secret here. It says it at the bottom of your screen. Yeah, I see it down there. Right. Oh, I said. Right oh, I added an A. Right I added an A. My bad. My area, like chin, neck area. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see. Got her name yeah. right there. Yeah. That's how okay. you spell it well, and everything. I've heard okay, Sather. So, Your version was definitely the first version I've ever heard. <laughs> well, but hey, I aim to please. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, done for you. Okay. All right. So, as everybody is now laughing hysterically. And yes, I did say it out loud. Sather. Not with you. Sather. 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 Natalie Sather. 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 Natalie Sather. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. So we'll chop that out of this podcast. Nonetheless, Natalie, tell our listeners, because as we talked in uh, before we came on the show, we had Hannah Newhouse on a couple weeks ago, and you are following is the second drive for diversity nascar guest so tell us about your racing history because obviously uh it wasn't going in a straight line like cam and myself it definitely was not so i actually grew up racing go-karts um i'm from north dakota so grew up racing go-karts around the north dakota area ran in go-karts for a couple years um my claim to fame in the go-kart world is winning a duffy and so I won a Duffy and then kind of was like, okay, well now where do you go from here? And growing up, my dad sponsored a sprint car and um, nobody in my family ever raced, but I just loved going to the races. My parents always went. And so the um, dealership that my dad worked for sponsored a sprint car. And, and so I'm like, well, let's, let's try sprint car racing. Cause that's all we had in the Midwest. We didn't have like in Indy, like they have micros and midgets and all these other cars and mini sprints. So I literally went from a little four-cycle Briggs and Strat and go-kart to a 360, you know, sprint car and ran sprint cars for a few years. Actually, my like fifth, race, yeah, my fifth race ever, I was involved in a, my first ever accident crash. Um, a gentleman kind of drove up into me, spun, T-boned me, and I broke my leg in three places. And they actually didn't even know if I would like walk normally ever again, let alone race. And the doctor told me I wasn't allowed to race. And I went through rehab, rehab, rehab. And about four months later, I was back in a race car against doctor's orders. And I got busted because I made the front page of the paper. <laughs> so, and yeah. you're from Fargo, North Dakota. So I'm willing to bet that that newspaper probably hits every single doorstep and everyone <laughs> yeah. reads it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Can't get yeah. away from that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was running sprint cars and then um, actually packed my bags and moved to Oklahoma to race sprint cars out of there and travel more with a hall of fame crew chief and um, ran sprint cars. And then actually, like you guys said, the drive for diversity deal, I got a call from NASCAR asking me to try out for the diversity program. And this is when it very first started. And it was, I'd never driven anything on asphalt in my entire life. And so I um, found a driving school, went down to that kind of got some laps and I was like, well, here goes nothing, I guess showed up. And there was, I think there was right around two, two to 300 kids and they picked 10 kids and, you know, bless, I was one of the 10 kids that got picked. And so moved up to Washington, packed up all my bags, moved out there, didn't know a dang soul out there. 
and then ran up in the NASCAR Wheeland Series up there for a year. Then I got picked by a team and then moved to Virginia and then ran for an incredible team out of there for two years and then tried to dabble in some truck series stuff. And unfortunately, I will just call it like it is. They stole my sponsorship money and that was kind of all all she wrote for me. And, you know, I could have moved home, worked for my dad. I could have done a lot of things, but I just loved racing so much. I'm like, okay, where can I go from here where I could still be involved in racing but obviously I'm not going to be able to drive because I can't, you know, raising all that money again that I already worked so hard for is going to be impossible. So I approached the world of outlaws. I was like, Hey, I think you guys could use a little bit more pizzazz to your program. Can I start doing interviews? And that's kind of where I shifted from driving to doing the media marketing interview, you know, path. And now here I am have speed media and I've done a whole bunch of things here and there. And in between I've worked, I've ran racing series, I've worked for NBC NASCAR. I um, worked for Dale Jr. A lot of different things. And now I have Speed Media. Dang, that's a pretty cool Cliff Notes story. I'm not going to lie. I like that. <laughs> and that was all it. I let you guys go from there. <laughs> no, that's good. Hold on. I'm and that would process this. We went from. We yeah. went from <laughs> that's where I'm going. Cards. I want to. Yeah. How many years? How many years was that process done in? Um, which one <laughs> from, from, from the, from the spot of the go-karts moving to Oklahoma through the drive for diversity into speed media. What are we talking a decade? So I ran go-kart. Well, I'm not going to age myself here too much, but <laughs> I was going to say, did you start when you were six months old or what? Yes. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I ran go-karts till I was 17 and then ran, um, sprint cars for six years and then ran in the asphalt series for a couple years and then um you know ran that ran a sprint car series for a while worked for the world of outlaws for a while doing like interviews and things and then ran a sprint car series and then got a call from uh, dale jr that would have been probably let's see six oh my gosh has it really been six years ago now since i've been working for the five years ago and worked for them for two and a half years doing their podcasts, um, the show JRM 360 and that absolutely everything I learned from there propelled me into speed media, which now I've had speed media for, um, this year will be three years. Sweet. So tell us a little bit about speed media in itself. Like what, what's your clientele base look like? I mean, you can name drop if you like, if you don't have to, I'm just more so like what, what are the services that you offer and provide with your company? Kind of when I started Speed Media, my whole goal behind it was, you know, learning so much and the NASCAR side of things. I just saw, you know, a need for these sprint car teams. Like, there's a lot of money invested in a sprint car team, especially a World of Outlaw team. And it's like, how can I take what I learned there and bring it to these businesses in the sprint car world to get them more marketing, get them more advertisement? let the fans know more about what these businesses are that are sponsoring race cars besides just, you know, like the, you know, the TNT trucking or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. TNT trucking. Yeah. They just, you know, Sir Annette that just passed away. Great individual, by the way, you know, is that really somebody? I just literally threw that out. Yeah. TMC trucking is a, actually the gentleman that owns the company just passed away recently. Oh no. Yeah. Sammy, Sammy Swindell's sponsor for like 50 years the most iconic sprint cars that the TMC will, you know, like what is, what is, what do these sponsors do? Like what do their businesses do? And so I saw a need for that. And so I started speed media. Well then at the same time, I'm like, well, I was a driver 
And I literally did everything I could. I blogged, I emailed people, I did anything and everything you can name it to try to get myself more marketing. Well, I see these young kids coming up in sprint car racing that have so much talent and their parents, they don't, they don't know, they didn't grow up in the media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram era. And so I'm like, well, shoot, maybe I need to do not focus just on the business as, as well, but maybe focus on the drivers. I call my weekend warriors. So I kind of started, you know, having been a driver myself and had to market myself, you know, I kind of started, you know, I never really went after anybody. People kind of heard what we were doing and started asking me, like, how can you help my kid? How can you help my, you know, my niece, my nephew, whatever it may be. And I was like, well, this is what you need to be doing. And a lot of these resources, like I, you know, like before we, the show, we were kind of talking a little bit about like certain apps you can use. I there's I mean, if you know what you're doing and you don't even really have to know what you're doing, it's just Facebook is free. Twitter is free. Instagram is free. All these different outlets are free that you can use that you have your fingertips. Yeah, you kind of need to know how to use them and what, you know, some thought process behind it and the marketing that goes into it. But, you know, I just I wanted to give these kids something that that maybe that like their parents can't do or they don't have time to do or they don't know. So my youngest client, he's 14. And we've had, I've had people that have asked me to represent their kids that are four years old because I mean, I'm sure you guys know, like the younger they are, the more these teams, and especially if they're talented, the more these teams want them because it's such a hot commodity to have a 14 year old sprint car driver that just goes out and kicks everybody's butt in California. Like that kid, the kid, and that's one of my clients, he did that last weekend and he turned so much. I mean, Kyle Larson was talking about him. I mean, we all know who Kyle Larson is, you know, that's a huge deal for this kid. And so, you know, just getting them the, the the little, you know, me tweeting about them, me posting about them, doing like a post recap, the stuff that they wouldn't know to do that draws the attention to, from the Kyle Larsons and the Brad Sweets and all these guys. So, you know, we do, we have um, companies, we have um, like that don't even have anything to do with racing. Like one of my companies is a dog kennel, you know, training, grooming place. We have, um, you know, apparel companies we've had a sunglass company we've had a shop company we you know and then all of my weekend warriors and then now my most recent client they have 15 different partners that they work with so i'm all the way from construction to wineries to security companies you name it and in between we kind of pull it all together because everybody that is involved racing they want to know what these companies do and like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I go to the grocery store and if there's bacon there, I buy the Smithfield bacon because they sponsor a race car. I'm, I'm pretty brand loyal. And I know that we there's been a lot of surveys out there and that a lot of people are like that. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. That's why I got AAA insurance because they sponsor Robert Hyatt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, but Kim's also over there drinking Corona beer. So, you know, that's this that's this month. He was going after they're White gonna, Claw a few months they're ago. Good, they're going <laughs> to sponsor the Racers and Rental Cars podcast and my car Dude. one day. Just you watch dude i'm still going for coors light or mick ultra i thought we had that ironed out between us any beer company that wants to sponsor this podcast and or my racing efforts jump in line because let's do it (laughs) i will i am not prejudiced against any sort of beer i will drink them all i discriminate a little bit when it comes to beer just a little bit just a little yeah but yeah but yeah i know because you're old you guys got to go for tequila. That's the best kind of sponsor. <laughs> hey, it's like beer, and I'm into that too. Because there is nothing better than yeah. Dude, I live in California. Mexican food, hello. 
margaritas. Yes. Uh, I, I, yeah. So, I mean, and margaritas are my, that's my tequila and margaritas. That's my number one drink of choice right there. There you go. Yeah, I got a bad experience with tequila. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> As you can't run. You hate it. I care. No one's I feel like. Yeah, you. Yeah, I can't run for office because I'm sure there's a video out there. Gainesville. Yeah, I can't do that. Nonetheless, <laughs> everybody has a tequila story, Don. That's just the way yeah. life rolls. Yeah, that's it's it. It's how you recover from a tequila story is what puts you on the map. That's the same way I went down with the tequila story. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> All right, so Natalie, let's talk about the fact, okay, so you've talked about the young kids, the people that don't know what to do or need guidance on what to do. So most of our most of our listeners, for the majority of the fact, are the weekend warrior types. So if you are going to advise, right, you're going to guide, so you, and you say, okay, this, is, this is, are the three things that you must do. Just focus on these three things. And you'll continue to get attention from other motorsports publications, right? Because, I mean, we can tell our own story, but it's way better if we have somebody telling it for us and talking about us. So what would be three things that you would tell the, the weekend warrior that's just getting started that wants to try to get better? What would you tell them they need to do? First and foremost, the most important thing is you are your own salesman. You have to be a walking billboard. You're selling yourself and you have to sell yourself to not only the fans, other sponsors, other teams, constantly selling yourself and making sure that no matter where you are, what you do, who you're around, whatever it may be, people are always watching. And that's one thing I I, I tell any of my clients is especially nowadays with all the social media and the camera phones and this and that. You have to be very careful about what you're doing. But first and foremost, marketing yourself like all you have all these tools and resources, like I said, Facebook, you know, Instagram, Twitter and getting on there. And even if you start with zero followers, everybody has to start somewhere. Get on Twitter. Let everybody know what you're doing. And a lot of it is to to gain followers, start tagging people. So like example, you guys running the NHRA. So you guys go on. Hey, you know, Cameron, you're running Vegas you know, tag NHRA, tag the leading sponsor, tag any other sponsors of the track. And it gets people like talking and noticing you and they, you might get a follow because fans will look at certain posts and certain hashtags and whatever it may be. And they're like, Oh, well, this guy's going to be there. Maybe I'll follow him. And you know, he looks interesting or whatever it may be. So constantly selling yourself and posting, posting, posting. I'm, I'm, like I tell my clients, there's a fine line between not posting enough and posting too much. And you have to know like Twitter is where you go for your news. You don't post a ton of pictures on Twitter. That's not what Twitter is for. A picture here and there is fine. Like, like last night I posted a picture on Twitter because we just got a new car scheme for one of my clients. That's an appropriate place to post it. Facebook and Instagram. But like, you know, there's certain things that you need to be exclusive with Facebook, exclusive with Instagram and exclusive with Twitter because you want to be able to drive all your fans to follow each one of your platforms, you know? So first and foremost, selling yourself and not one thing I've learned in this is one of those things, never judge a book by its cover. Talk to every single person that comes up to you. Always be kind to every person that comes up to you and, you know, be willing to learn and hear what these other people have to say, because 
a story that's really funny is um, a good friend of mine. He was at a racetrack and noticed this guy standing there and nobody was talking to him. And for whatever reason, he walked up to him and he said, hey, like, you got any questions? Like, you know, I've, I've noticed you've never been to the racetrack before. You know, like, what are you doing here? Uh, it has now been probably about five years later. And this gentleman funds his entire race car team. That In- happens more than you think. Yes. And is now basically like family to him. And so, you know, that's one thing. Don't don't ever not speak to somebody, you know, talk to everybody, get your name out there. Like I pass out business cards, like make it rain. You know, what can I do? You know, and don't, I mean, it's true. Like you have to, I'm on an airplane and I'm talking to the person next to me, making it rain with business cards, you know, no matter where you are, you're, I'm constantly selling myself, whether I'm at the racetrack, whether I'm walking through the mall, you know, I've gotten a sponsor sitting on an airplane. Yeah, no, I same thing. I agree with that a hundred percent because I use the example all the time on the show about you go to the you go to the bar. You know, you're a younger kid, you're in college, whatever. You go to the bar, you never know who that dude sitting next to you is, and you know if they don't know what you're doing, where you're going, and what your plans are, yep. they're not going to be willing to help. So you know, you exactly. don't want to be overly cocky and overly oh, like look at me, I'm bitching. It's more of you know, hey, these are my goals, these are my ambitions. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is what I'm working towards. This is my career, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you never know. You throw enough darts against the wall, one of them's gonna stick every now and again. And that's it's happened to me before. I've a lot of my sponsorships have come from from networking and, and word of mouth and being like, Hey, this this guy's a pretty cool dude. Like, let's help him out, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's it's not what you know, it's who you know. And you, it's 100%. My dad's taught me that my entire life. And you kind of touched on a little bit, but one thing I constantly preach to anybody I work with, be humble. Like, sell yourself and be confident, but don't be cocky. Be very humble about where you came from. Don't forget about who helped you get to where you are now because, you know, that's one thing I see time and time again. Sometimes these people get a little too big for their bridges and they forget about all the people that helped them become a sprint car star or a NASCAR star or an Indy car drag racing, whatever it may be. And it's those people that you always remember who helped you get to where you were. Like I still talk to the very first person that ever helped me, you know, change tires on my race car. I mean, and you know, it's just, it just, there's little things like that, that people will never forget that. And we all know that everybody in racing talks. So little things like that will eventually catch back up to you. Yeah, you don't want to be the guy that's sitting at the bar that says, yeah, I've won like 300 Wednesday night shows. I, I, I'm kind of a big deal in no. XYZ City. Probably don't start with that. No, and, no. And also, like you said, don't judge a book by its cover. The guy or gal that's sitting at the bar or the restaurant or in the, in the elevator or in the hotel, whatever, that doesn't look like he's the person that's probably in charge of something very well is or could be that person because a lot of people run under the radar so keep that in mind i can't tell you i've I've talked to people and i've talked to them for like two hours and then i mean they introduce themselves and blah 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 and then like later somebody'd be like dude you know who that was i'm like hi his his name's steve he's a super nice guy like we had a great time they're like well he's the the head of blah 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 and next thing you know Oh, cool. And sometimes they don't, once you find out who these people are, it's also really good not to just be like, oh, can I have a million dollars? You know, like, just be their friend, man. Like, be their friend first. And 
it'll is if it develops into something great. If not, you have a new friend, you yep. know, and just and just look at it as and a way. And not to say it might not ever develop into something. Right. It could be five years down the road. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. Exactly. You know? Like that happened to me at Chili Bowl this year. There was a gentleman. I um, a driver hired me to do videos for him all week. And he's got pit crew and crew guys hanging out and doing this and doing that. And this one guy, he kept asking me a whole bunch of questions. And I was, you know, answered everything he he asked me and, you know, started asking him about him and struck up a conversation. And at the end of the week, he told me what he did. Well, he owns a whole bunch of hotels and wants to give me hotel rooms when I go on the road. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, nobody has been so kind to me. And like, you know, inter- interested in what I was doing and like, you know, took the time. He goes, you have been so busy. You've been running around like a chicken with your head cut off and you never snubbed me. You took the time and explained everything to me. He goes, and you were so kind to my kid. I was like, and I had no, you know, I, I had no idea who he was, nor did I care. But after that, I was like, wait, you want to do what? <laughs> like, Okay, cool. That would be wonderful. I'll take it. So, yeah. yeah. He's just and and I would never take advantage of that. I have never even asked yet, but you know, it's just it's just meeting people like that and and you know, just like I said, being kind and being humble to everyone you meet because you just never know. Yeah, don't take advantage, but but do follow up because some people people like that they they want to help. You know, they want to help the ones that appreciate it and yes. you know that kind of thing. They don't want the spoiled brat or the or the oh, well, it's a given. Oh, well, what do you mean you're not going to give me hotels like? You yep. own 25 hotels. Hello. Like that should yep. just be like in your opening. Like, Hey, I'm Steve. Yep. I own the Hilton or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, here, here you get a, you get a room, you get a suite. Yeah. You get a room. Like everybody gets a room. Yeah. No, uh, no. Oprah. Not Oprah no. Hotels over here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was no. hoping one of you guys got that reference. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, we definitely got that. Okay. So where is speed media? going in the future like so what's natalie's short-term business plan of growth you you've you know we've talked about the fact that you're really embedded in the circle track sprint car world right uh where where are you trying to grow with you and your team so um kind of like one thing i and, and maybe i'm crazy in saying this but when i think of a media plan I try to do something that nobody else is doing. Like I try to, whether it's when it comes to videos, like we just put out a video two days yesterday or two days ago of a chest mounted camera in a sprint car. I've never seen that done before. And I'm constantly thinking, okay, like what kind of videos, what kind of content, what kind of media marketing, whatever it is, can we do that's different, that's outside of the box to separate ourselves from everything else? So that's kind of where, you know, I want to take, my clients that, that we come on board. So example, um, I just, we just signed a, um, a dog training facility. Well, you're called speed media. Don't you, you know, specialize in dirt and everything like that? Not necessarily, you know, like I want to be able to branch out and, you know, build websites. That's what I just did for them. I built a website I built all their social media and, you know, but bringing a uniqueness that not any other training place has. And, and, you know, when you, being in racing, I obviously have an advantage of, you know, helping out my clients, but at the same time, like I'd like to think outside of the box. So what can I do with my clients that nobody else in the racing industry is doing? And that's, 
you know, kind of where I want to take speed media, separate ourselves from the, all the basic media company. Yes, we do the pre-race, we do the post-race, we do the typical stuff that everybody has to do, but it's the content that we push out. Like one of my videos I did this year was me and me and one of my drivers, we went to the grocery store. Everybody's like, you're going to go do what? You're going to go to the grocery store? I said, yeah. And I said, we were shopping for a big team event and it was hilarious. People loved it because he he's only 19 and he hadn't heard of half of this stuff. And it was hilarious. And so people were like, that was actually a really funny idea. Going to the damn grocery store. Who would have ever thought of that? But Everybody that's wants the backstory. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants the backstory. You know, it's just, it's just stupid, weird stuff like that. Like, what can we do to separate ourselves? So with Speed Media, as far as, you know, my goals and what I want to do is I'd like to bring on um, companies that, that like unique marketing, want to do different stuff. And my thing of it is, is I would tell anybody I talk to is you have to be able to relate to the race fan, to your consumer, to your, you know, other people, everybody out there. Everybody wants to know the type of people you are because the better you are and the more relatable you are, the more people are going to want to either buy your product, do business with you, get to know you, whatever it may be. And I think a lot of people are, maybe I'm going to offend people with this, too professional. And they want to be too politically correct, especially with everything that we have going on nowadays. And and I try to push the envelope with that a little bit. You know, like taking a business owner, like some of the stuff that we have planned this year <clears throat> for one of my clients, people are going to probably be like, you're going to do What? But it's stuff that nobody does and people eat that up, you know, pranking people, having fun with them, showing them that you're a real person. You have a family and you can relate to their the customers, the consumers and and the fans and everything like that. So just kind of bringing a unique media side. And unfortunately, you know, we were in um, I started Speed Media and it was for about one year and then COVID hit. So last year was really hard on, you know, me and my girls that work for me. but we we made it work. If it wasn't for video games, Speed Media probably would would have went under, honestly, because we could still have Speed Media with our video games. So we're like, okay, how can we get? Where can we, you know, get have fun with this and have our clients record themselves, you know, playing the video games, and then we we put out videos based on that. And so it's just trying to separate ourselves. And um, right now, I have one girl that works for me. Her name is Marissa Facento. I call her my partner. Nobody ever works for me. They work with me. We are a team. Everything we do is a team effort. And she is absolutely fantastic. She's actually based out of California. And I never have to write anything about, like, have to tell her what to do, nothing. She just does it. And then the other girl that works for me, she's 16. And she is one of the hardest working girls I have ever met at 16. I've had girls that are in their 20s that don't even dream of working half as hard as this girl does. And she's 16. So it's just me and two other girls. And we sublet some things out here and there. We have a great photographer that we work with. But being able to take my two girls and I and building this company. And eventually, obviously, I would like to hire more people. But I am the kind of person that you know, do a job big or small, do it right or not at all. I would rather do it. I have a hard time relying on other people. And so with my two girls, Marissa and Lily, I know I can count on them. And that's really hard to find nowadays is good help. So just kind of growing our business and bringing unique, different marketing to whether it's a dog kennel service, training service, a security company, a winery, construction company, or you're you're just your normal driver. Cool. That's cool. Branching out into things other than racing, but still yet racing related esque, which is. Yeah. 
and by doing that though, like some of the some of the the companies that I've worked with, I've gotten my drivers sponsorships out of it, and because people are like, oh wait, you do what else? I'd be interested in maybe you know dabbling in that a little bit, and so that's what's been really cool is that I've cross promoted a lot of my companies with the racing side of things. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Well, Cam, she said unique, and that would make it a unique time to talk about one of our partners, Manscaped.com. Well, you were the one in Florida. You know, we all know that the California boys are always at the beach, so we already got it handled over here. It's spring break coming up. You should probably uh, um, get on the program, and I know it's been the winter over there, so you better dig out the lawnmower 3.0 and get your stuff handled because spring break is around the corner there, bud. Well, the biggest thing is for Manscaped.com is it is March, and that means it's March Madness. You can go ahead and get your bracket taken care of, keep your balls clean, all taken care of for manscaped.com stop by drop the r-i-r-c in the discount box at checkout 20 percent off free shipping we're worldwide baby get get the 3.0 get the crop mop and get yourself prepped and ready for march madness with manscaped.com all right so as we move along and, and so Cam and I, we, we ask a lot of our guests when we come on, right? We, we all have some sort of mentorship or people that we kind of look to and try to follow. Or if we have questions or ideas, we bounce things off of people, right? Because, I mean, there's just really no playbook for everything that we do in the PR and marketing world. It's really wild, wild west as you, as you move mm-hmm. through with practical execution. Who is it that you kind of lean on or turn to as a mentor or, or you're like, man, I, I want to I wanna do what she's doing. I want to follow. I want to be successful. I like how she did that. Or, she, oh, I remember when she did this or he did that. And I like the way that they spin that. Well, who is it that, that Speed Media and Natalie has her eye or ear of, if you will? I honestly cannot say it's one person. I, I get my inspiration from the weirdest things that might be like literally walking through the airport the other day. I saw this shirt and I was like, oh, that would be really cool for this client of mine. And I, I honestly can't say that I have one single person as far as the media and stuff goes that I look up to. Um, I had somebody that I did look up to a lot in life in general, which helped me with speed media. And he actually just passed away in November, which was my crew chief of forever. But um, you know, for 15 years, we grew into, he grew, he was like a grandfather to me. And, you know, he, some of the, pardon my language, but the shit that would come out of his mouth was very, he was real. He was raw. <clears throat> he never, he shot you straight. And that helped me a lot with how I wanted to run speed media, like the no BS, like this is how it needs to be done. This is what we're going to do type of a thing. And he always, he always one of my favorite lines he ever said was one of them was never worry about what's behind you only about worry what's in front of you. And my all time favorite quote ever was you should have never allowed yourself to be in that position. So that, that that's with racing. That's with life. That's with business. That's with everything. You should have never allowed yourself to be in that position. So before I do something, you know, I try to think like, am I putting myself in a good position business wise? Am I putting myself in a good position relationship wise, friendship wise, whatever it may be. And, you know, especially with racing, because that's where he used it is like, well, you know, 
curse word, curse word, curse word. What the hell were you doing? You should never allow yourself to be in that position on the racetrack, you know? And I actually had my sister paint it for me and it's hanging in my house and I, in my garage and I see it every day when I pull in. And, you know, it's that kind of a concept is, you know, just making sure that no matter what you're doing every day, you're putting yourself in a good position. And so I get my inspiration from the most weird things, whether it's something in racing or something I see on Instagram or a commercial I see and I'm like, oh, well, how could I turn that? How could I do something like that? So I can't say that there's one person I look up to as far as the marketing wise, but as far as like life and business, it would have been Kenny Woodruff, my old crew chief. And then, um, you know, of course, my mom and dad, they, their work ethic, their business and the way that they've, you know, grown what they have together has just been phenomenal. So, so them as well. So it's, it's just a handful of different people. And my partner, Marissa and I, we laughed yesterday. We were getting a, a post prepared and Marissa said, can you imagine if people knew what we did to put out one post? And we probably had 30 text messages going back and forth and screenshot and screenshots and screenshots because when we do something, we have to do it with perfection. We don't want there to be spelling errors. We don't want people to like, we always think of everything like, you know, especially our more important posts, like, well, are people going to misinterpret this? You technically can't see the driver's view. You can only see his hands. And we over evaluate everything we do. And we were, I was dying laughing. I go, it took us 30 minute, 30 minute text conversation just to figure out what we wanted to put for this one post. But I was like, but that's what makes a good, in my opinion, that what makes a good media company business, whatever, is that you take the time and you want to perfect everything. And everything you put out is you're giving your, giving it a hundred percent. And so Marissa, I lean on her a lot. I think the majority of our messages that we send back to each other, this look okay. How's this sound? Sound okay. Is this okay to post? Like, <laughs> We, we barely talk about anything else except for the posts that we send back and forth. It's like your own language. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I don't even want to know how many screenshots we've sent back and forth. It's absolutely ridiculous. But there's a perfection with what we do. And, you know, we, we, we learn from, and I hate to say this, but you learn from other people's mistakes. And so we see a lot of people make mistakes within the media world that things that we wouldn't do. And we're like, okay, we can never do that. Like, we can't put out something with so many typos, so many misspellings, whatever it may be, not to put anybody else down, but that's why we, everything we do, we check it, recheck it, triple check it. I have two sets of eyes that always look at a post before it goes out. So I lean on her a lot. She's absolutely incredible and we get our inspiration from the most random things. All right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty good for you to throw mom and dad a bone there and give them a little bit of credit in your <laughs> professional life. So mom and dad, there you go. If she never said anything nice to you there, she, she said it to our all, all 10 of our listeners this week. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, all right, so let's dive into something. Now mom and dad are going to get it. I know, right? It, it, yeah. Ho- hopefully they'll, hopefully Just they'll hit that. Two separate computers, please. Two separate yeah. computers or yes, two separate please. phones. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Extra that's right and don't forget to hit the like button and the subscribe and if you have any issues hate mail at racers and we will get to you stop by and pick up a t-shirt mom and dad we greatly appreciate it um so let's talk about something that's that's bad when it comes to guiding your driver all right so right now my big thing this week has been listening to the back and forth between Noah Gregson and David Starr from the Xfinity race over the weekend in in Homestead in Miami uh, and Noah Gregson you know drives for JR Motorsports uh, uh, Kelly and Dale up there and he's an aggressive kid 
I mean, he's really off the cuff. You're going to get raw emotion out of him. He's going to say stuff that nine times out of ten you're not going to agree with and probably makes your skin cringe, right, if you're the sponsor. But yet, at the same time, he has companies, Black Rifle Coffee Company, which is a really on-the-edge type uh, of style, if you will, brand mm-hmm. and identity, and then Bass Pro Shops, right? So, I mean, he, he's, got some, he's got some pretty uh, rough cut, if you will, type of uh, sponsor programs to represent. But he got out there and he gave his interview and he, he called the driver that he ran into, David Starr. He called him a dipshit. And and it's went like completely and utterly viral, right? And I mean, like literally everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. So for you, because you're dealing with a lot of young kids, right? Younger drivers. What what do you? What's your? Real quick, you got to calm me down and keep me from saying something stupid. You got like ninety seconds. What what is it that you spit off as you have hold of his arm? Or her arm before somebody sticks a voice recorder or a microphone in front of them? Well, I wish I could have said that to one of my clients because they said something that they should have never said and it was a really bad deal. But I have had clients, I myself, we all know, Cameron, I'm sure you know, Don, everybody, all of us have been in that position where like they put a, cam- a, a microphone in your face as soon as you're done and I've said some stupid shit. I will be the first person to admit it. I know we all have. But like, I basically just like would, I, I literally grab my drivers and I'm like, breathe, breathe, take a deep breath. Don't say anything stupid. Think about what you say before you're going to say it. Cause no matter what you do, you cannot take it back. So just give yourself a minute. That's one thing I, I preached it. Like having been on both sides, having been a driver and having to go shove a mic in somebody's face, I And when I know that they're mad, that's one thing that when I interview drivers that they loved about me, before I ever put a microphone in their face, I would turn it off and I would say, are you all right? And they'd say, yeah. And I said, don't say anything stupid because I'm about to ask you a couple questions. You good? And sometimes they would say, I'm not going to do an interview. I said, okay, I respect that. As a driver, I have to be able to do that, you know? And so, but as an interviewer, I'm going to ask you the hard questions. And then, so then I, you know, I'll put the microphone back in their face, like, Here's a prime example of what I did to somebody one time. Like, and I, and I didn't do it to be rude or mean. They had been leading the race and he's led so many races and gave up so many wins. And I walked up to him. I said, you ready for an interview? And I said, I'm going to make this hard on you. And he goes, okay. And I said, well, Brian, always the bridesmaid, never a bride. His face, he could have punched me right then and there. And it's like, like What? But like you want to get that controversy out of these guys. And as far as Noah goes, you know, and and I've had clients say even way worse stuff than that. Like they lost their ride instantly with things that they said. And you're in the heat of the moment. You're so upset. Like I get it. Like you guys have to understand where I'm coming from too as being drivers. Like you're so mad. Like this kid just lost a chance to make the A main at one of the biggest races because some idiot – got into them, you know, and, and you want to, you want to say that, but like, and I I love that rawness and that emotion and that realness about drivers, but it's unfortunate because you kind of got to find like a happy medium, like, you know, calling him a dipshit. That's hilarious, you know, but maybe, you know, saying he's an, there's, you know, maybe other words that we could use, whatever it may be. But 
that's one thing I'm trying to bring back. Like, I hate to say that. Like, that's why I told you guys earlier. So many people are about being politically correct and being so professional. I'm sorry, but I don't like that. I would much rather see somebody like Noah get heated and spirited because you know he's passionate about what he does. You know he loves what he does. You know he's genuinely disappointed and wanted to give his fans, his teams, whatever, the results that they deserve. And so you're showing him the passion how it is. And, and, you know, Hold, just... Did, did the club just show up? <laughs> no, it's... You don't want to know it. Do you want to know what it actually is? Um, yes, I don't work at the company anymore. Um, I've been two years removed, and I still get on the daily um, tech help uh, about five, six times a day. And I was trying to send somebody a, a video of uh, how to fix it. All right. And well, I, playing, I don't know why it went through. <laughs> went in through that. Oh man, Natalie. Like I told you, we we are at the, the peak, fall off pinnacle. Fall. Pinnacle of professionalism on Racers hey, of Rental Cars podcast. That's what, I like that. You I, were just talking about that. See, I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to help somebody right. here. Yeah, I'm about. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to reach through here and somebody stick a microphone in front of me. Oh my god. <laughs> Nonetheless, well, and I get it. Not. I mean, and it is. And I, people can say whatever they want. That you're either going to like Noah Gregson or you're going to not like Noah Gregson. Uh, he's turned into like a re- wrestling persona. Uh, the last two weeks that he's kind of wrecked, I think he's gotten out, walked around the car, you know, I, I don't want to say he's hyping up the crowd, but he's kind of building his own little, no, he's not, he's not, not doing the, you know, he's, he's not doing gonna... the Hulk Hogan. He's not doing the Hulk Hogan yet. Right. He's not, he's not doing the Hulk, but he's just kind of, he wrecks. And instead of just like walking straight to the ambulance, he's out walking around the car and, you know, he's got this long, sure. long hairdo that he's running his fingers through and stuff. And so I can get it. Like he's he's getting a persona out of it and he's building his brand credibility with his fans. He is building a following I without a doubt. And then they stick a microphone and he's like, yeah, all these dipshits out here. And I'm like, oh, there you go. That'll be a great soundbite for Monday morning radioactive. But nonetheless, um, well, but, so yeah, like that choice of that, though. The, 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 most, the word dipshit. You remember, you don't remember the guy that was like, "Oh yeah, I apologize for getting together with him." Nobody remembers that guy. Look at Kyle Bush. He everybody knows Kyle Bush's name because Kyle Bush is real. He's raw. He says some stupid stuff. Don't get me wrong, but you remember the Kyle Bushes. You remember the Tony Stewart. Do you remember all these guys that are real and raw and shoot you straight? And in my opinion. Like, Cameron, I'm just going to tell you how it is. I hardly know anything about drag racing, and the one thing I saw was with you and Mr. Torrance. I'm, and I, I'm, I how did I have a feeling that this was going <laughs> to this was going to end up on this episode? Well, well, I mean, well look, I just look, I a strange I, feeling. I, yeah. I, Hold on, I was trying really, really hard, right? So, I mean, I want to make sure that everybody understands, right? I'm trying to keep the train on the tracks, and I'm trying to get the train to pick up some speed. And so, I was bringing up the whole. I, you know, I asked the question, trying to get that. Well, you know, trying to get you, Natalie, I was kind of fish hooking out there like, come on, bring up Cameron and be like, Cameron, you know how that is, right? But I I was like, I mean, I'm like carrot and stick here. I'm like, come on. And then she finally got there. So, but I'm telling you, like, is 
you know, it, being in the heat of the moment and that whatever it is, I said, I go, that's exactly what drag racing needed. I said, because I said, and like, I don't, like I said, my first drag race would have been not this last year with COVID, but the year before COVID in Charlotte. And so like, I'm new to it, but like, there wasn't, there's not a lot of like controversy and like nobody gets heated. Everybody's too like nice or whatever. And so when I seen that, I go, I go, that's exactly what that sport needed. So look how much attention you guys all got and the sport got. Everybody was talking about it. That is why like when, and I said, that happens in NASCAR every so often and everybody talks about it. People eat that shit up. Like, that is so good. Like, not that you guys wanted that and not that I would, you know, you want to be involved with something like that with somebody because I'm sure that there was, you know, it, it, you know, you, eventually everybody moves past it. It was you know, a mess. It's yes. happened to me too in racing. <laughs> Jeff Burton, prime example. Have you guys ever heard of the Orange Cone Twitter? Yeah. Yes. We got you know one what? orange block for, for NHL. Yeah. That Orange Cone was because of me and Jeb Burton. Funny story. That is how he got his start was because of me and Jeb Burton. So Jeb Burton and I, we used to race so hard against each other at South Boston in Virginia. And we would bump and bang and this and that while he was trying to, I mean, Jeb and I are totally fine now. Like, I think he's a great guy. I didn't there for a long time. And he tried to wreck me. Well, in it, he wrecked himself. And I kept going and I'm, I'm scooting along and, and I'm coming up and I'm coming up to turn three and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I see Jeb and he's got this orange cone in his hand. And I kid you guys not, he does a 360 gearing up with this cone and he whips it and starts beating the crap out of my car as I'm driving by on the racetrack. <laughs> what the heck just happened? And that was the birth of the orange cone Twitter. And I'm like, and everybody loved it. And then they actually got fine. They got kicked out, him and his dad, whatever, because then they went down and were fighting my crew guys and this and that, whatever. Well, after after their suspension was released and everybody was talking about it, everybody thought that was the greatest thing. His dad came over to me and he looks in my car and, and, and I go, what are you doing? And, you know, because I'm not happy about it because of everything that happened. And I, you know, I will stick up for myself. I go, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm just looking to see if you got a rear view mirror in this car. And I go, yeah. And I said, but guess what? A good driver told me never to worry about what's in behind me and only worry about what's in front of me. And I'd already passed your son when that happened. <gasps> He freaking about fell over and everybody around me heard me because they all were like, oh, my God, why is he coming over to her car? What is he going to do? Like, what's going to happen? They just got their suspension, you know, you know, deal. But everybody loved that. People still talk about that to this day. And I from what I understand, you and Steve are now fine. And me and Jeb are now fine. I actually yeah. ended up interviewing him and doing a long sit down story with him. And we talked about it and we laughed. And it just it's it's part of the sport. It's part what makes it fun for not only. Like, oh, not, yeah. I mean, that, 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 you can laugh about it now. Yeah, well, totally, and that's everybody thinks that like we hate each other. Like, I never even hated him. He never hated me. At the, like, b before it even happened, like it yeah. just was something that like literally like got blown like way out of proportion. Like, should he have done what he did? No, but he knows that, and I mean, we're cool. Like, we he everybody texts me all the time. Like, we're we're sweet. Yeah. yeah, like I accepted his apology, and I mean, we moved on. Like, it is what it is, you know. Like you and, talked about your to the moment your adrenaline's going you're upset yeah. you say do things that you don't necessarily wouldn't do in an entirely different situation and we're also passionate about what we do that it, it happens and it's but it's like you say when they shove a camera on your face or a microphone in your face i mean mm -hmm. you, the, everybody's like oh some of the stuff he said or you said i'm like put yourself in that position and exactly. then 
you know, after something like that happened and then, and then tell me how it goes for you. Oh, I've, I've been in that position. Oh, no, you I've know. Said- so it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And the, the worst, the people that are the worst of the whole deal are the Monday morning quarterbacks that know nothing about the situation or anything. And it's just like, you just got to let it fly yeah. away. Cause you just can't worry about it. You know? I call them couch crunchers. <laughs> they sit on their couch and crunch away at their, at their keypad. Oh, That's totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, as long as well, I'm like, as long as I'm cool with, you know, afterwards, yeah. you know, with guys like Steve and, you know, Gary and, you know, the, the people that I care about, mm-hmm. then whatever. You know, yeah. Let that, the back yeah. It's, it is what it is. Yep. We should have made way more money off of shirts. Nonetheless, moving on. Uh, so, Natalie, we're no, we don't want to hold you up very long, but we, we really appreciate you taking time out, coming on the show. Do us a quick favor as you're going out here. You got to tell everybody where they can reach out to you if they want to get PR and social media help and where to follow you and uh, all of your clients for, um, I'll spit it out, Speed Media. Good Lord. <laughs> can't yeah. say I'm still thinking. Company name. I'm, man, I have so name. many things in We're my head about what about the whole Torrance deal that we did not capitalize on <laughs> that I God. still have in my head. But nonetheless, we should. I mean, did you not listen? I mean, it's Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt. I mean, I love that story that they were mm-hmm. they made money off of each other and went to dinner and went, you know, they did stuff together off the racetrack to make each other more successful and it's things show. like that. Yes. Show. yes. I mean, they, like we I said, should have from done the very beginning. You're selling yourself. What can you do to market yourself? This is one of my favorite things that anybody's ever told me as far as like driving advice. So I, I got the opportunity to ride around with Jeff Gordon in a pace car at the Daytona 500. Super cool. And I said to him, I said, how does it feel like all these people, like a lot of people are booing you. Like, how do you, like wh- what goes through your head? Like, like mentality wise and, and you know, how does that make you feel as a person when all these people are booing you? He looked me dead square in the face, dead serious. He goes, as long as they're making noise, that's all that matters. Fact. Was, wow. That's exactly so right. Cause yep. he's right. He goes, he goes, they know who you are, whether they like you or they hate you, your name's out there. As long as they're making noise, that's all that matters. And I was like, "Huh, I never even thought about that." That's a and really it helps good the point. and it, it helps the entire sport. Yep, Perfect. it helps the entire sport. All all exactly. the companies, everybody involved. Absolutely. All right. I mean, well, hey, let's I tell it. Tell it. Make the ESPN top five. I mean, <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. That's it. Jack Frost that's, on ESPN. That's funny, Cameron, though, because that's actually the first drag race I ever got my mom to watch with me, and she goes. Holy shit! Is this what happens? Like no, <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe over in the sportsman pits. Yeah, come over in the sportsman pits. You know, you, you'll yeah. you'll probably you'll probably see some of that go on. Uh, yeah. Tell everybody where to follow you, Nallie. Um, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is at speed underscore media underscore, and then you can go to teamspeedmedia.com or just search my name, Natalie Sather, Speed Sather. You can find everything under nataliesather.com as well. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've dabbled in the drag racing stuff a little bit with, you know, doing some stuff with Alexis and, you know, I'm always looking to expand my clientele, whatever it may be, but would love to 
help out anybody in the drag racing industry, wherever it may be. And and actually, um, I don't know if you guys know Camry Caruso. Do you know who that is? I've helped her yes. a little bit with some of her marketing stuff as well. So, yeah, she's, nice. a, she's a great young and up-and-coming driver. So I, I know that she's probably the most I know about drag racing. I did some stuff for her at the U.S. Nationals as well with some pictures and videos and stuff. So that her and Alexis are my only claim to fame as far as drag racing goes. <laughs> Girl power over there. there. There you go. There. All well, right. Next, next time I decide to get in a fight, maybe I'll hire you prior, and then we'll, you could that way you can help me with. Uh, <laughs> we'll make sure you get all the exposure, the good exposure that yeah. you need there. <laughs> yeah. We'll have I'll, shirts made. We'll yeah, do I'll call, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to get on a call with Steve and see if we can figure yeah. this out. <laughs> I'm telling you, we totally, we totally did. We just went about it all wrong. We did not capitalize the way we needed to. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, Natalie, as a guest on our show, every guest has to go through the rite of passage on the way out the door. You've got to answer two questions. They're really easy. You get to send one Christmas card to anybody in motorsports, alive or dead. Who are you sending it to? Oh, Dylan Earnhardt. Nice. He's he's the leader in the score in the in the clubhouse. He gets a lot of them. He it's it, even in the drag racing world, it, it does not matter. The motorsports world, Daryl Earnhardt put his put his touch on a lot of a lot of aspects. So Dale Dale gets another tick mark. All right. You got one WTF moment in motorsports. Who are you giving it to? Oh golly, there's so many. Um <laughs> I like that. We like that. We like uh, WTF, um, especially when people actually say it. <laughs> I'll give it to Kyle Larson. Ooh. Ooh. He's gotten like everything but the WTF card on this show. So, well, no. we, I don't know what, what's your definition of WTF card? Like, <laughs> like what the? There like, you. What the hell did you just do or say or yep. whatever? Because I think that was everybody's reaction. But I mean, I love Kyle. It, it, I yeah, that's a whole another episode. But <laughs> I'm really glad to see where he's at because he hands down deserves it because he has worked his butt off and and is deserving of everything he has in my opinion. Homeboy can drive the wheels off a car too. I can tell you that. He yeah. is absolutely the most talented person I've ever met in my entire life. And I met him when he was yay tall and came and asked me for my autograph, which is about blew me away. And now look at him today. And, you know, we're good friends and he's, he's an amazing person, a talented driver. And I'm so happy that he's back in NASCAR. Heck yeah. His story will be one that will, will definitely impact the next generations for years to come. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, he, he, he is, I mean, he just, I mean, we we talked about it on the show, man. That was tough. And then, I mean, he wheeled off like twelve, fourteen, fifteen weeks in a row. He was like our manscaped moment of the week. I mean, he was just killing people, <laughs> just mowing them down. <laughs> it's cool though to see what he did with his time off in the sprint car world because nobody's done that. Like he, that's what I'm saying. He's got more talent in his pinky than most people have in their entire body. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Natalie, one last thing I do want to plug is um, I wrote a children's book and part of the proceeds go to the Tony Stewart Foundation. And so it's got some racing in there and a drag racer. There's a drag racing car in there, believe it or not. 
I did have nice. to incorporate that. Yeah, there's a sprint car, a NASCAR, and a drag race car. So um, you'll have to go check that book out. That's at maverickandfriends.com. And Maverick? Yep, and friends.com. Nice. And over to the smoke charity. Very yes. nice. Yep. So. That's, that's somebody that would be a bucket list guest for me to have on the show. That would be Maverick. You could. Oh. Pro- I mean, is it? Is it <laughs> in the, in the book or? I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Maverick, Maverick and Goose. Yeah. Maverick and Goose. Get Maverick and yeah. Goose on. I could go get we'll Maverick to, real quick, but no. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get. We'll have to wait till the next time we can get Maverick and Penelope together. They can play at go. the racetrack. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Frenchie, her best friend's a bulldog, or not a bulldog, a boxer that lives next door, and his name's uh, Barkley. So it's Barkley, oh. Barkley and Penelope. That's her boyfriend, as we, we say. <laughs> See, Cam, these are the things, right? You should have just got a dog instead of two kids. I'm just saying. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're. <laughs> I'll be hearing about that from Angie later on next week. Um, <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for taking time out and, and coming on the show and, and giving a little bit of insight to uh, our audience. And you are welcome back anytime that you awesome. want to. And uh, we'll take any of your drivers. If you've got anything that you ever want to promote, we'll be more than glad to have them on the show and put them through the gauntlet. Yeah. See if we can get them to say something that that's stupid and that you'll critique them on later. We'll always like, we'll yeah, do yeah, our yeah, best. Yeah, for sure. I'll, uh, I'll be yeah. sure to uh, tell them to stay away from racers. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much. We appreciate having you on, Natalie. Well, just so you guys know, one of my drivers is a... Um, drag race legacy baby or whatever you guys call him is a uh, geo selzy oh, yeah. <laughs> i was wondering oh, yeah. when that was going to come out mm-hmm. gary. i gary selzy is a freaking hero of mine i love that guy he is badass and he's actually seen sprint cars and he bought one of my t-shirts so now and now i'm working with his kids so i'm like this is so great so we were cutting up and talking about that the other day at dinner actually here in, in, in Arizona. So yeah, maybe I'll see if I can get Geo Selzy on. That would be a good one for you guys. Yeah. Heck oh, yeah. Man. Totally. There'd that, be good times for there. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a whew, man. His dad was wicked. Just yes, sick. Just sick. He gave a sound bite like nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Him, him and John that, Forrest was the only two drag racers I'd ever heard of in my entire life up until about two years ago, man. Gary's oh golly that bit unless of course yeah but so yeah. three sorry well, well I'm glad yeah. I, made, I made the list for number four yeah you, know, you, you yeah you and yeah. your mother you know. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that I've made the top four you know <laughs> maybe top five because Steve, Steve's probably a little higher on the on the total yeah. hold, maybe, you're, but, you know. yeah, you're top five. Yeah, I'll give you the top five. I will give you that. Uh, I'm so glad. I am so glad that I didn't quit recording so this soundbite can go out. I am so glad I didn't press it when I said, "All right, thanks for coming, Natalie." I'm so happy I did not do that. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. No problem, Natalie. You're welcome. Thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Yes, thank you guys. Yes, Natalie. Bye bye, dude. I always like having PR people on. Never, I, I just, I. It's nice to hear them talk about their clients in the in the fact that we're all normal. We all go through the same ups and downs. We're all looking for the same shred of experience or insight or guidance or advice, whatever word you want to use to say on that, dude. We're all looking for it. 
And, and so when we get it from somebody that's out there and they're grinding away, making other people look good, dude, I made some notes over here. I'm not going to lie. I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, it's always good to get different perspectives. You know, I mean, we get so drag racing centric on the show. I mean, we try to branch out to everything. Um, we've actually done a lot of sprint car stuff, believe it or not. I mean, now that I think about that, but, um, no, it's great to to have other people come in and, and share some of their knowledge, and hopefully, you know, maybe we could bring her in more on the drag racing side too, and get her some more clients and, and all that stuff. So, you know, the one thing I didn't ask her that I thought would have been cool to ask her was if she knew Tori Tornado Tori that we had on that North uh-huh, Dakota yeah. sprint car thing. We should have. Th- I maybe. mean, shout out to Tori for sure. Uh, absolutely. Well, look. So we've had a pretty big week, right? And the show went a little long, but we've got something that we got to talk about as we're moving forward here on our show as dude, we are hitting. I mean, I'm not saying that this is like a big deal, but I kind of think that it's somewhat of a big deal. So big news this week, dude, before we shut this show down as it's went a little long is which I think it's a big deal. I think it's kind of cool, right? I mean, we're a motorsports show. And yeah, looking, we're looking on air right now. He's saying I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of kind a of a deal. big deal. Thinking about it, really think that people, I'm a big deal. People have heard me on the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking that, right? I mean, we we are. You know, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Google, Stitcher, and and so forth. But when this show drops next week dude we are going to be on megaphone speed sport nascar digital media we are going to have a whole new audience of people coming in and i'm really excited about being over on that platform with those people that listen to all of their podcasts that go on on the speed sport network so really excited about that if you're out there, you're not checking out Speed Sport, go over, give them a shout, give them a look. Uh, they're going to have live streaming going on as well for motorsports events. So really excited about that for us as racers and rental cars, a motorsports show, being over on a motorsports platform. Pretty excited about that. No, it's huge. I, I'm super excited about that too. And, you know, Speed Sport's been doing a lot of stuff um, media-wise when it comes to, uh, you know, helping racers promote things tv shows you know productions things like that so i'm really really excited to uh to be a part of that network and that family and uh we're just we just keep on growing and uh we're super grateful and we thank all the listeners that we currently have and we look forward to any and all new listeners and for those of you that uh um if you guys are listening on speed sport or any of that um be sure to check us out at racers and we have all of our back episodes on there all what 120 ish 12 9 something like that we'll go with a that. lot uh, we'll just go with 100 ish on there um along with uh, our store our retail store that has uh hats hoodies t-shirts for um don myself racers and rental cars all kinds of cool things there's even like a coffee mug on there so sip your coffee out of your racers and rental cars mug listen to us Listen to Don, myself, rally on about Lord knows what, but we appreciate the <laughs> listens, and uh, yeah, here we are. Let's do it. Into 2021, we go. What's the saying? Let's go. Let's go. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, it's a big weekend. 
uh, racers, race cars going in circles in Vegas. For NASCAR, race cars going down the racetrack in Gainesville. Race cars going down the racetrack in Orlando for drag racing that we'll be talking about next week. Coming back, dude, I hope you have a great weekend. We appreciate all of our sponsors, CBDMD, Manscaped, NGK, over at Alex Stryler. Keep giving him a listen and a a download. Like him, follow all his marketing strategies and advice, and do not forget speed sport and flow racing as both of those networks are doing huge things in the world of motorsports and no matter what i'll see you next week cam sounds like a plan stan i mean don yeah that guy too later see you thank you for downloading this episode of racers and rental cars this episode has been brought to you in part by streetway marketing and media voice america for all of your podcasting needs k&n air filters manscape.com cbdmd motion raceworks and lb trailer sales be sure to use the rirc promo code at any of the listed sponsors we appreciate they appreciate your business and we'll see you next week